0: Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Battle Tested. Jesus was tested because it enabled him to identify with anything and everything that we might face in our lives. The writer of Hebrews expressed, therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. How comforting to know we have a loving God who gets it and gets us. In our lives, we realize that our faith in God is somewhat like a muscle. When it is exercised, it grows. When it is not exercised, we often stagnate. It is no secret that our faith does not usually grow too much unless it is tested. Then our faith muscle grows bigger and stronger when we exercise it, turning to God in faith to pray and to trust. Conversely, when we do not exercise faith, it shrivels and, well, maybe even dies. Hmm, yes, I'm quite sure that is true. Inevitably, in life, there are difficult times that come our way, with varying degrees of pain, loss, stress, and turmoil. Sometimes there's absolutely nothing we can humanly do to effect change. However, God can act. God acts in response to the prayers of His children, who place their trust in Him and turn to Him in prayer. You see, it is ours to pray in faith, And his to come and do what only he can do. Our God specializes in that. Come with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Please get to a Bible and read verses 1 through 30. It's an incredible story. I referenced it in last morning briefing, which was called What is Fasting All About Anyway? Well, here's the scene Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, is made aware that his people are about to be attacked by a vast army. To say that his back is against the wall is an understatement. But what is his response? Jehoshaphat prays to God for help and declares a fast. And as a respected leader, the people heed his words. From the temple courtyard, he stands and addresses his commander-in-chief, God. Notice how he starts his prayer with adoration and then recalls how God has taken care of the Jewish people up until this point. He concludes his prayer with, We have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. And then he says this, We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. I teach this passage a couple times a year because it is so powerful and has such great how-to information to inform our thinking and behavior when life is trying, or perhaps even at risk. The Lord hears his prayer and sends a message through Jehaziel to the people. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. Check out what God says next, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Jehoshaphat takes his strength from this word from God and, in turn, further encourages the faith of his people in God's deliverance. What are you up against, friend? Trying to fight, control, or solve on your own? Honestly, right now, I have several friends and colleagues, people's faces who come to mind. Here's what God is saying to you do not be afraid or discouraged. The battle is not yours, but God's. Can we stop right here and pray? From Southern California to New York, down to Florida, to Italy, the Netherlands, to Kenya and Nigeria, the Philippines and Japan, Pakistan and Myanmar, let us join together in prayer. Dear God, we know that there are those of us who are up against it right now. But thankfully, nothing escapes your notice and nothing has caught you by surprise. So, Father, won't you take our situations, the cancer diagnosis, the test results that will soon be given, the political unrest across our land, the marriage that is struggling, the, you know, whatever is battling you. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you, Lord. We put our faith in you and ask at the same time, will you increase our faith? We will not be afraid. We will not let ourselves be discouraged. We take you at your word. The battle is not ours, but yours. Our trust is in you, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Come, move in our lives. In your powerful name we pray. Amen. Meanwhile, back on the hillside with Jehoshaphat, what happens? Well, as his men are marching down to face the battle, Jehoshaphat appoints men to sing praises to God. Can you just imagine what the opposition was thinking as they heard them coming? Crazy Jews! So sure of the victory that God has promised them, though. The opposing armies then turn on each other, destroy one another, and Jehoshaphat's men never have to fight. Isn't that crazy? Oh, how I love this story of God's faithfulness. What was the response of the people? Led by Jehoshaphat, they went back into Jerusalem, into the temple to praise God with musical instruments, giving Him the glory He deserved. Once again, we see how different things are when we are operating in God's economy. God didn't just help Jehoshaphat's armies. He caused the other armies to destroy each other so that Jehoshaphat's men never had to fight the battle. Not much has changed in 3,000 years. God is still willing. No, not just willing, but wanting to fight our just battles. Surrender to God whatever concerns you today. Go ahead. He's big enough. Perhaps you might even feel led to fast and pray. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the battle is not yours, but God's.